everybody, and welcome to Health and Fitness Redefined. I'm your host, Anthony Amen, and welcome to another Quick Tip episode. Today, we are going to have another podcast host who did an episode all about vitamin D present all the information you ever wanted to know about it. So without further ado, we're going to welcome Jen Trepic to the show as she dives into vitamin D. And for all of those listening on video, please note this is audio-only recording, so you can either keep it on YouTube and listen, or guys, if you're on audio, enjoy the episode, and we will see you next time. Welcome to Salad with a Side of Fries. I'm your host, Jen Trepic, talking wellness and weight loss for real life. We're here to clear up the myths, misinformation, bad science, and marketing to teach you how to eat and how to cheat. Are you ready? I'm having salad with a side of fries. This week, we're talking about vitamin D, D as in dog. And most of us, I think, have heard about vitamin D, often referred to as the sunshine vitamin, right? We know about it because only about 40% of people in the United States are meeting the minimum amount necessary. Wow. And about, right, 20% of those individuals fall into a very insufficient range. Now, realize that 40% of people meeting the minimum amount necessary, minimum is far from health, mm. right? Mm. So physicians and experts in health and nutrition today really understand that the minimum is not enough. We need to be in what we call optimal ranges. And taking this into account, then, more than 70% of adults in the U.S. do not meet optimal ranges. Oh, my gosh. Adding insult to injury, and part of why this is, is that as we age, our vitamin D levels go down because the body uses it up faster. Hmm. So, you know, that's not to say that if you're not old, vitamin D isn't important. <laughs> but um, it's really important that we think about getting sufficient vitamin D, not just to repair the deficit, but to then bring us to this optimal level. So vitamin D plays a critical role in bone mineral density, white blood cell activity. So on the bone front and taking into account that aging thing, we often see older people who maybe don't exercise and they start to become more and more frail, uh-huh. right? Yeah. That's partly likely an indication of a real need for vitamin D because that frailty, blood sugar, blood pressure, cognitive function, immunity, they're all spots in the aging body that vitamin D is required. So again, like I said, not only older populations need a higher commitment to vitamin D, but if you carry extra weight, if your blood sugars are elevated, if you have inflammation or concerns with cardiovascular decline, you're also, regardless of your age, using up a lot of vitamin D very quickly. You just checked off all my boxes. Thank you. Right. Uh. <laughs> no problem. It's a good thing you're here today. Yeah, absolutely. And you guys have also heard me say that vitamin D supports our immune system. The way it does this is that it promotes the body's normal regulation of T cell function. And in reference to cellular health, vitamin D supports the modulation of many of our genes that are responsible for encoding proteins that regulate normal cell cycle activity. When we think about cell cycle activity, it goes back to a lot of those diseases that we see all the time. Oh. So what we want to highlight here is that 
if we have these other conditions that use up our vitamin D, we likely do not have sufficient amounts left to support our immune system, which given this time of year, right, we want to be able to boost and support it. Big time. So this is actually even bigger because every cell in your body uses vitamin D. So every function in your body requires vitamin D. So anytime a function is compromised, what happens a lot, which is very common, right? Uh Due to our lifestyle and our eating habits and all those things, you're going to use up more vitamin D. So it tracks then that more and more research suggests vitamin D may help prevent a variety of illnesses such as depression, diabetes, cancer, heart disease. It's involved in calcium absorption, promoting growth and mineralization of our bones, our immune, digestive, circulatory, and nervous systems. So like the whole thing, right? So this fat-soluble vitamin, turns out, is really important. Yeah, huge. Right. So to get vitamin D, right, it's known as the sunshine vitamin because we get vitamin D from the sun. And really, it's not that the vitamin D comes from the sun, but that there's an interaction when we get UVB rays, when our skin is exposed to UVB, our body can produce vitamin D. It's just that that's not quite as simple as it sounds because sunscreen and our clothing, even the fact that we shower all the time and so our skin doesn't have the oils, Uh, right? There's a lot of things that inhibit our ability to actually make vitamin D even if we're exposed to those UVB rays. But like sunscreen and all those kinds of things, like we prefer to prevent skin cancer should you choose to do it in that way, uh (laughs) right? So given this, we probably need to rely on more than just the sun. So this brings up you know, a few different things. One being prescriptions. So some people will turn to prescriptions or their doctors will give them one. The prescriptions tend to be an inactive form of vitamin D. So it will keep your blood levels up for about 14 days. Like it's half-life is such that 14 days later, your vitamin D levels are back down again. So if you're using a prescription to get them up, We also want to have some kind of plan to keep them up. Right. So then we go to food sources, right? So food sources rich in vitamin D would be cod liver oil. Mm. You know, everybody's really grabbing to that. Salmon, mackerel, tuna, egg yolks, right? So interestingly, mushrooms. So similar to how humans can create vitamin D, mushrooms can create vitamin D through UV exposure. Wow. But the mushrooms create a form that's called D2. Humans produce D3. So the other thing about using our food sources is that it's pretty inefficient. Like we would have to eat a lot of these foods to get a sufficient amount of vitamin D to get us to that optimal range and stay there. So this is where supplementation can actually be really helpful. From the studies, we know that about 1,000 IUs or international units of vitamin D daily can raise your vitamin D levels by an appreciable amount, meaning like statistically significant, like we're actually making a difference. The recommended daily upper limit is 10,000 IUs. Wow. 
But there are studies that even show that even up to 40,000 IUs can be safe for a lot of people. So that just gives you an indication of like how deficient we actually are. Absolutely. You know? Yeah. Um, and if you want to go into those upper levels, I would say, you know, check with your physician oh. and work with your healthcare provider. But um, experts really agree that none of us should be getting less than 4,000 IUs. And so there's also sort of a shift in the convention of going from measuring in IUs, international units, uh -huh. to micrograms. So 4,000 IUs is just over 100 micrograms. Doctors I work with actually recommend 110 to 125 micrograms of vitamin D daily. Oh. Because when we really need to boost our vitamin D, you know, like you feel like you're falling under the weather, you want to, all the extra stuff and heading, we need more, right? We, we want to dose up even higher at certain times of the year. And when we have other health conditions, like, you know, carrying extra weight, elevated blood sugar, any of these other things require us to have a higher commitment. So that might look like 6,000 IUs or 150 micrograms. Oh. You know, and the upper limits of even 10,000 IUs is about 250 micrograms. So this is just to give you a range, an idea. And depending on what your physician recommends in your lifestyle, you're probably somewhere in that range. Um, last thing really quick on supplementing with vitamin D. So I recommend you want D3. That's the metabolically active form of vitamin D. That's the form that our body makes on its own. And you want it to be with... K2. K2 supports vascular health and calcium utilization. So basically, the K helps the vitamin D get into our bones instead of just floating around in the blood. So then one question that comes up whenever I mention vitamin K is that for anyone who's on an anticoagulant medication or a blood thinner, as we often think of them, they're recommended to stay away from vitamin K. That is actually K1, not K2. Huh. And so some studies have concluded that K2 does not interfere with anticoagulant medications. But I will say, caveat, I am not here to diagnose, treat, or, you know, treat you or any of the things. Speak to your pharmacist, speak to your healthcare provider so that you are making the best decisions for your own health. So let's sum this up. Vitamin D is necessary in every cell of our body most notably for our bones and our immune system. However, more than 70% of adults do not meet optimal ranges. And while vitamin D comes from sunlight, there's a number of factors that impact this. And our lifestyle choices also create a situation where we need a higher commitment to vitamin D. So we could focus on eating foods like cod liver oil, salmon, mackerel, tuna, egg yolks, and mushrooms, or get a prescription but will likely need to supplement or want to supplement. So look for a supplement that's giving you vitamin D3 with K2 and doses about four to 6,000 IUs or 110 to 150 micrograms daily. Uh, the one I take is 5,000 IUs and I take it every day. So hi actually, I'll just put a link to it in the show notes and the show description to keep it easy for you. But there you have it, vitamin D. Nice. Wow. That's that's really incredible. Thank you for sharing that. Absolutely. Well, David, thank you again. Our life Sherpa. Thank you for being <laughs> oh, here. <laughs> thank you for having me. This has been so much fun. Thank you. Absolutely.
And as always, guys, I'm your host, Jen Trepic. Connect with me on Instagram at Jen Trepic, J-E-N-N-T-R-E-P-E-C-K. Our Facebook page is at the same handle. So DM me to submit your questions, ideas, your key takeaways. This is also the best way to reach out to learn about working with me directly. Of course, if you're not already a member, join our membership program by going to glow.fm slash salad with a side of fries to show your support for this podcast, this community, and most importantly, your health. You'll get this week's recipe for the Southwest potato tofu and spinach scramble and the Garden of Intentions worksheet. Thanks to David, our guest today. So you can put it into action, everything we've learned. So until next week, remember, we're all a living experiment, working out our way to self-love, and we will see you next Wednesday. Well, friends, that's it for today's episode of Salad with a Side of Fries. Congratulations for making yourself and your health a priority. Thanks so much for joining us. Be sure to click subscribe or follow on your favorite podcast platform, share us with a friend, and we'll be back next week. Always remember, you deserve it and you are worth it. Happy healthy.